How's it going guys? It is 3.14 a.m. 19th of February here in Japan. We have a past level question for microfarm for step one internal medicine, family medicine for 2CK. Some of you will think this is too easy. That's all right. I mean, I have to check off the boxes on some high old things you need to know. Before we get started, please subscribe to my channel. Really appreciate it. Give it a like, really appreciate it. Find me on Instagram at melman underscore medical, man underscore medical links down below. Find me on Telegram, links to the Telegram group and channel are down below. Now start the clip. 24-year-old man, two day history of dry cough, febrile 100.9 Fahrenheit, chest x ratios, bilateral, interstitial infiltrates, hemoglobin 11 grams per deciliter, normal range in males, non menstruating women, 13 to 17.5, <clears throat> in menstruating women, 12 to 17.5, no past medical history, administration of which the following pharmacologic agent is most, most appropriate for this patient, and our x ray showing us our bilateral interstitial infiltrates as we had written in the vignette here. Diagnosis is walking pneumonia. This is mycoplasma pneumonia. You're going to get an otherwise young, healthy adult, low-grade fever, maybe a bit of a dry cough, and then they're going to have the uh, interstitial infiltrates on chest x-ray. Hemoglobin's low. This is a clincher for mycoplasma. It's not mandatory in a vignette, but mycoplasma can cause cold agglutinins, which means IgM antibodies against RBCs causing cold autoimmune hemolytic anemia with hemolysis. So... <clears throat> not going to restart the whole fucking clip because of my dry cough right now okay maybe i have mycoplasma i don't but that would be that's kind of opportune right why don't, why don't i just move through the clip here so choice a amoxicillin wrong fucking answer so you need to know and this is on the nbme exams multiple times for step one that you cannot use amoxicillin slash any beta lactam against mycoplasma because mycoplasma lacks a peptidoglycan cell wall they want you to know that as I said, it's asked multiple times on the NBMEs for step one. Wrong fucking answer. Choice B is azithromycin macrolide. Correct answer. This is empiric treatment for community-acquired pneumonia. This is asked straight up on NBME 9 online for 2CK. It's high yield, okay? So macrolides will cover not only the atypicals, mycoplasma, chlamydia, legionella, but will also cover strep pneumo, almost always. So it's a good first treatment in the majority of cases. Occasionally, if a patient has significant comorbidities, lung disease, or has been on antibiotics in the past three months, you can use a respiratory fluoroquinolone, such as levofloxacin instead. Obviously, levofloxacin, wrong fucking answer in this case. In fact, I don't really think I've ever seen this assessed on USMLE. It's more just basic knowledge you can be aware of that you'll see ciprofloxacin as a classic fluoroquinolone used for prostatitis, pyelonephritis, uh, and that levofloxacin is, is known as respiratory fluoroquinolone. It has better uh, pulmonary penetration, but I haven't really seen it assessed. Uh, so in this case, azithromycin is what they want. Azithromycin can cause GI disturbance. That's its main. That, that's uh, the main side effects of macrolides. Of course, rarely they can prolong the QT interval. Azithromycin is not a P450 inhibitor. The other macrolides are. Of course, uh, fluoroquinolones can cause tendinopathy. Uh, real quick, ceftriaxone, wrong fucking answer. So this is this third generation cephalosporin, myriad of uses for USMLE. General sepsis, just miscellaneous sepsis. They'll give you a long 15 line paragraph on 2CK for surgery. You're not sure what's going on, but the patient's in septic shock. Answer, ceftriaxone can be used. It's a favorite drug for spontaneous bacterial peritonitis on USMLE. It can be combined with vancomycin and empiric treatment for uh, meningitis. 
It can be used for prostatitis, pyelonephritis in place of ciprofloxacin sometimes. So many use cases, wrong fucking answer. Choice D, dicloxacillin, not doxycycline. Dicloxacillin, wrong answer. So this is used for skin infections, okay? So when we have a skin infection, it can cellulitis, erysipelas, impetigo, nonbolus, or bolus, it can be staph aureus or group A strep. And you need to know that amoxicillin and penicillin are not effective against staph aureus because 90% of community staph, MSSA, not, not MRSA, 90% of community staph, MSSA, produces beta-lactamase. You can use amoxicillin clavulin A, that's augmentin, but amoxicillin or penicillin alone you cannot use against staph. So if you give amoxicillin or penicillin for a skin infection and it happens to work, you got lucky and you were treating group A strep. But you need to know that dicloxacillin is in the methicillin class, which is high, uh, these are known as uh, beta-lactamase resistant beta-lactams, okay? So they're highly steric. So dicloxacillin oral, flucloxacillin IV. So these are used for skin because they treat staph, okay? Staph and group A strep. Now these are the same on USMLE uh, for all intents and purposes as the first generation cephalosporins such as ceflexin or cefazolin, ceflexin's oral cefazolin's IV, okay? So dicloxacillin, flucloxacillin, ceflexin, cefazolin, those are used for skin for USMLE. Dicloxacillin also used for mastitis uh, for OBGYN. Wrong fucking answer. You know the deal, I'm going to make more content. If you like my stuff, subscribe my channel. I appreciate your time. That's it.